0: Today's gospel lesson is found in John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, and then chapter 14, verse 12 through 14, and it should be on page 1,673 in your pre-bible. A new command I give you, love one another, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By all this, men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing, He will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. As you know, we have been focusing our attention on the church we began by talking about who the head of the church is, and we acknowledged the fact that the head of the Christian church is Jesus Christ. And then we shifted our focus to the body of Christ, the community of faith, the Christian community. And last Sunday, we reminded ourselves that the The foundation of the church is love. Not the kind of love that you read about when you pick up a Valentine's Day card. No, but the agape, the sacrificial love that we were able to see when God sent his son Jesus Christ into the world to help the world to understand who God really is. Jesus Christ, who also, because of the love that God has for the world, died on the cross to reconcile the world back to God. And we acknowledged on last Sunday that as the church of Jesus Christ, we are to show that kind of love. And it's the kind of love, beloved, that will will transform the love bearer as the love bearer shares that love with others. You see, the love of God will transform you and me as we reach out to others with that love. So how's your love life these days? Oh, how's your Christian love life? Who did God bring into your life this past week? for you to demonstrate the love of God as revealed through Jesus Christ. Have you experienced the love even within this sanctuary as you engage with others, the love of God as revealed through Jesus Christ? I tease you often when I talk about the fact that when I look at you, you may not be smiling as I talk to the children. No, you don't have to smile all of the time. Because you see, the love of God is revealed through Jesus Christ. is able to touch hearts. I don't have to smile all of the time. I just need to love. Like the love of Jesus Christ. What words came out of your mouth, Pastor? What word came out of your mouths, Heights Church family, that reflected the love of God as revealed through Jesus Christ? Mm, were there words that came out of your mouth, Pastor? Were there words that came out of your mouths that did not reflect the love of Jesus Christ? That's what the world is looking for, beloved. That's what they're looking for, a tangible reminder of who God is as revealed through Jesus Christ. Join me in a word of prayer. Loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart bless you this day. O oh Lord, for truly you are our strength and you are our redeemer. So today we're going to continue our focus on this body of Jesus Christ. And, and when I look at that, that uh Uh, reference in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. We know that the the apostles are now bringing people together after Peter's gracious Pentecost Sunday sermon that stirred up hearts and minds and caused people to repent and ask people, what must I do to be saved? And, And Peter said, just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that God sent his loving son, to die for a world that's that, so that that world can be reconciled back to God. Believe in this Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And so Peter preached on Pentecost Sunday, 50, 50 days after the ascension of Jesus Christ. And people heard the message and they said, Yes, I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And then those people came together and we pick up that action in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. They came together. They worshiped together. They fellowshiped together. They studied the word of God together. They broke bread together. They had communion together. I would suggest to you, beloved, that the body of Jesus Christ is to model that action that we read about in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. As the body of Jesus Christ, we are to come together and worship God in spirit and in truth. As the body of Jesus Christ, known as Evangel Heights United Methodist Church, we are to study God's word. Because we said on last week, we are not to be conformed to this world, but we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, and that is done through the reading and studying of God's word. And they fellowship together. They have fun. And we know how to have fun. In the past, before COVID, we had the spaghetti dinners and other events. And and even this past uh, year, we were able to come together over meals, They fellowshiped together, and they were concerned about one another. Let me just share this with you. As you know, our office manager, Sarah, has experienced several um, family-related deaths within the last month. And yesterday, uh, Sarah and her family celebrated the life of her father. And I just want you to know, Evangel Heights, not only did we make sure there was a floral arrangement there, at the celebration of life, but I want you to know that we have members of this congregation traveling to Indianapolis to be present, to let Sarah know that we love her, we're concerned about her. They don't know that I'm gonna call their names, but I will. So Karen and Jill drove to Indianapolis yesterday to represent this body of Christ because you see, we care for one another. That's why I'm thankful for the ways in which you will continue to support Terry and you will continue to support all and, and it doesn't matter if you know them intimately or not. They are a part of the body. And we take care of one another. So as I look at that model in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, it also says, and, and they made sure that whatever the needs were within the community of faith, those needs were met. It's called... Tangible love. So the question I have to pose to us today is, what can get in the way of our not being the body of Jesus Christ? In this classic book, and many of you read it years ago, I did, I had to reorder it again. The Upside Down Kingdom. By David Craybill. In that particular book, because you see, when he talks about the upside-down kingdom, what he reminds us of is this: the church is to be countercultural. We're not to be locked in step with the culture of today. No, we are to be countercultural. And so, what he does is he, in his book, amongst other things, he talks about the things that can get in the way. Of the church being the body of Jesus Christ, who's following Jesus Christ. And so he talks about, uh, for an example, people thinking that um, Jesus only focuses on spiritual things. Jesus is not concerned about what's going on in the world. People separate spiritual from secular. And we'll focus on Jesus when it comes to spiritual disciplines, when it comes to praying and worshiping and fasting and tithing. But what's going on in the world? We're not going to be concerned about that because that's the world. And he says that kind of thinking, David Crabill says, that kind of thinking gets in the way. It's called detouring. Not following Jesus, but we take a detour. And he goes on to remind us that Jesus Christ is concerned, because God was concerned, about what goes on in our spiritual lives. And because Jesus was born into the world, God is also concerned, Jesus is also concerned, about the structures and the systems that interfere with one experiencing the life that God would have one to live in society. Jesus is concerned about the systems and the structures that get in the way of people living out their lives and reaching their fullest potential. That's a detour, thinking that Jesus is only concerned about your spiritual life. No, Jesus is concerned about all of your life. And then he talks about another detour where people think Jesus only addresses personal morality. Jesus is only concerned about the personal character of the individual. This this detour prevents us from seeing that Jesus Christ is not just concerned about how well you are doing as a moral individual, but Jesus is concerned about the ways in which your morality is lived out in society, your behavior. How is it lived out in society How is it lived out in your neighborhood? How is it lived out where you work, where you go to school? Yes, there are people who take detours. There are churches that have taken detours. And that is why, again, Evangel Heights Church family and friends, let's be real clear about who we are as United Methodists. Understand what it means to be a United Methodist. We are a both-and denomination. We believe in personal piety. We believe in social holiness. We believe in persons who are evangelical persons who are conservative when it comes to one's faith. We are a both-and denomination. Know who we are. Understand who we are. Yes, when we follow Jesus Christ as the body of Jesus Christ, the body that has faith in Jesus Christ, We will love one another. And again, that means we will hold one another accountable. Yes. And as I said on last Sunday, we will talk to one another about the concerns we have as opposed to talking about the other. We will love. And then as we look at the gospel lesson of John, Jesus says to us, not only will you love the way I have loved you in a sacrificial way, but you will do greater works than I have done. And let me just say to you, it's not about you and pastor doing our own thing, no. Let's look at the work that Jesus did. Jesus Christ came to earth to reveal the character of God. And the love of God. And that, beloved, is what we're called to do. We're called to reveal the character of God as revealed through Jesus Christ and the love of God. And because Jesus Christ is in us through the Holy Spirit, we will be able to do that. We will be able to do that. I don't know about you, but it's exciting to be a follower of Jesus Christ today, in part because I know it is not a solo journey, but it's a journey that involves the community, and together we support one another as we do the work that Jesus Christ is calling us to do to reveal the character of God and the love of God as revealed through Jesus Christ. Let me say in closing, as we move forward, I've told you before, I will tell you again, I am so excited about being your pastor. And I'll tell you why, because of the plans God has for us as a community of faith. Pastor, what are the plans? I don't know about all of the plans. God hasn't revealed all of them to me. But one plan that I do know that God has for you is that you and I will be unapologetically lovers of God's world, revealing the love of God through Jesus Christ in a way that will bring about transformation in the lives of others. Let me just say this in closing. I was talking to um, one of our leaders several weeks ago. I won't call the names. I won't call out any more names today. And the person said to me, listen to this. He said, The person said, you know, my wife and I were at a store and we were watching the, the, the cashier. And it was obvious that she was not having a good day. And so uh, as we approached her, uh, my, my, my wife just asked her, so, so tell me, what, uh, what's your favorite soda? And the person told her. And so the wife uh, went to the cooler next to the uh, checkout counter and selected the cashier's favorite soda and put it on the belt. And uh, after the the, uh, cashier rang up the cell, the, 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 the wife gave her the soda. Simple. Made a difference in the person's life. It made a difference. Oh, Lord. So I heard that story. And so I found myself (laughs) in a checkout counter and I saw this cashier and you've seen them too. They, they, They do the best they can. Customers are not always pleasant, nor courteous, nor kind. And so I asked the cashier, I said, so what's your, favorite, what's your favorite soda? And the cashier told me. And so I purchased it, and, and so then this dialogue began. Oh, you didn't have to do that. Uh, accepted it as a gift. Oh, but you really didn't have to do that. The point is, beloved, how is Jesus Christ calling us to share his love with others? And the first thing is he wants us to see them. He wants us to see them. So it's the body of Jesus Christ as we go forth. We go forth knowing that we don't go alone, but we have brothers and sisters who will be helping us, supporting us as we love others with the love of Jesus Christ. A love that reflects God's love. A love of inclusion. A love that has no limits. I'm glad to be a part of this community of faith. I'm excited about how God will continue to use us, to stretch us, to yes, get us outside of our comfort zones, right? So that those who need to know that there is a loving God who sent a living Savior to reveal God's love, and character to them so that they too can experience firsthand this love. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the body of Jesus Christ. We give you thanks especially for this body, Evangel Heights United Methodist Church. Help us to continue to strive to be the community of faith, who recognizes, acknowledges, and follows the head of this body, Jesus Christ. And thank you, thank you, thank you for the ways in which you have used us, you are using us, and, we, and you will use us in the future to make it so. Amen.